You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou... Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask you to be with us this morning, to guide us, to lead us, to direct the words to open our ears and our minds, that everything that is spoken can be blessed by you and for the sole purpose to bring glory and honor and thanksgiving to your holy name. Lord Jesus, we ask for this blessing of the power and presence of the Holy Spirit to be with us. Amen. As I started with the children, there's a saying that we use, some assembly required. So it doesn't matter if you have something sent in from Amazon or if you pick it up at the store. You have to open up the box that has all of the pieces that are necessary to be put together. Now I find the benefit of assembling those things in the fact that when you put it together, if it doesn't work properly or it breaks later, you know exactly what to look for in order to correct it and make it right. The same thing is, and you know, my profession is a brick and stonemason, and when we start a job, all you see are piles. Some assembly required. It has to be put together. So, in various aspects of our life, we can see that and witness that, that we have to assemble things in order for them to be used, sometimes even to be seen and appreciated. Well, so it is with God's holy word. Some assembly required. We have all of this depth of an entire year. We have six seasons in the church year. And throughout the year, a specific part of God's witness, God's plan, God's involvement in our life is put into place every single time we come together. But the part that we fail to do sometimes is to assemble them and put them in a way that we can better understand them. So we are in the sixth and final season of the church. It is the season of Pentecost. And we will be in Pentecost until we get to November when the church year begins all over again in the season of Advent. But we are only, as your bulletin says, in the third Sunday of Pentecost. So it began actually four weeks ago on Pentecostal Sunday, which was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
So if we remember back that time period, what we talked about in the sanctuary was the fact that upon our baptism that Alice is going to participate in this morning, the gift and promise and deposit of the Holy Spirit is to happen when the proper element and the words of God are combined. And upon that baptism, we have a warranty program that is put into place for each and every one of us. Now, a warranty program is similar to what we experience throughout our life. When we buy different things, it comes with a warranty that it will be repaired or replaced. But the problem with worldly warranties is they run out. Our divine warranty that was placed upon us in baptism does not expire. It's held in place by the promises of God, and especially when God is assembled into our life. So the first Sunday in Pentecost, Pastor Jenkins talked to us about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and how we are engaged in a relationship with Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the importance of that peace is so that warranty program stays in full effect. Repair or replace. Last week, the pastor talked to us about Triple D. Not diners, drive-ins, and dives. He talked about us in delight, in determination, and deliverance. And what he spoke to us about was the importance of honoring the Sabbath and keeping it holy. So we can see that Pentecost so far tells us that we are under a warranty program to be in a relationship with God. And we have these incredible benefits of being part of God's plan and his creation. Because Pastor Jenkins was quick to point out to us last week that... Humankind, mankind, the very crown of God's creation, was created on the sixth day. The first thing we get to experience is the Sabbath, where God was excited to share with us all that he had made, because it was made for our benefit and our appreciation also. It was just a wonderful peace. All of these fitting together, assembling themselves. But here we start today's scripture readings, and things are turning opposite. Today's scripture readings are to make us aware of the fact that God is walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and he calls, Adam! Adam doesn't answer. But when he does... He says to the Lord God, I hid because I was naked. The Lord God says, who told you that you, did you eat from the tree I told you not to eat from? And what's Adam do? Starts finger pointing right away. She did it. It's a part of the human nature. When we are involved in sin which is disobedience and revolt against God. We have this tendency of trying to blame others and not be held accountable for our acts. What takes place next in scripture 
after this reading is important for us to understand because it's part of the assembly of things. After this disobedience and revolt take place and sin enters in, God knows that there's another tree in the center of the garden right next to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that we were not supposed to eat from. And it was the tree of life. So it was God's incredible love for us, not his anger. It's his love for us that has him put us outside of the garden. Because once sin became part of human creature, condemnation is put into effect. So God in his love removes us from that garden. Because if we were to eat from the tree of life while we were under condemnation, we would get eternal condemnation. We were put out of the garden not because of anger, but because of love. That's why he put us out. But the incredible wonder and story of scripture is that God doesn't abandon us to the outside of that garden. He institutes a plan designed to save us from sin so that we can be returned to his eternal presence. Some assembly is required. Now, one of the things we do have to understand with that too, because I think this is a wonderful, lovely piece that we don't talk about enough. We just talked about Adam and Eve being put outside of the garden. Remember that God is not present in the garden with humankind again until Easter morning. When the women went to the tomb and they found the tomb empty and they seen Jesus in the garden. God's plan of assembly, of being able to put us back into his eternal presence, is accomplished through his precious son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, there is no doubt that in people's minds, there are some doubts. There are even disclaimers saying, well, I don't know who this Jesus is. That is what the gospel message for today shares with us. Because Jesus went into the house and he sat down. There were so many people gathered around him because he was becoming very well known because of his healings that were taking place. And there was such a large crowd that the disciples and Jesus couldn't even eat. And then who wanted to come and take charge of him? His family. His family doubted him. They came to the house because they thought he was losing his mind. His family. And then the leaders in the church, they also started saying about disclaimers. Well, the only way that he can drive out an evil spirit is if he's from that evil spirit. They charged him with being associated with Satan and not with Almighty God. Doubt and disclaimers happen. One of the things that I would like to bring to your attention 
something changed. Something changed dramatically. Because two of Jesus' brothers, flesh and blood brothers, end up becoming writers in the New Testament. So they found out that he wasn't out of his mind. He was in his right mind. And they witnessed things that caused them to be completely changed. The epistle writers James and Jude are the brothers of Jesus Christ that become convinced that he was not out of his mind. That is a powerful witness. How about some of the other witnesses of the scripture? Like Paul, who we read a lot about, and Peter. They are both put to death. If they thought Jesus was made up, that he wasn't real, that he didn't do the things he said he did, that they seen with their own eyes, in order to save their life, all they would have had to say is, Jesus is a phony. But by virtue of their witness and not changing of their mind and allowing themselves to be put to death, they were a powerful witness to us that we should not doubt and we should not disclaim who Jesus is. God's plan is comprehended and instituted and comes to completion in his precious Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. By this time, his family comes. And he is told, your family is outside. And he makes a very simple statement. Those who do my father's will, those are my mothers, my brothers, and my sisters. He was not, he was not disowning his immediate family, He was embracing his larger spiritual family. But the one thing that is said there is, whoever does my father's will. It's that word will that we need to understand. Here's a definition for it. Resolve to move toward that which is desired. A little lengthy, but it helps us to understand. If you do not have willpower... You do not have the power to move toward that which you desire. So it helps us to understand that this is how God puts that plan into place. What was God's will? His will was to return us to his eternal presence. And that is what the second lesson is speaking about. It is written, therefore I believe so I have spoken. We have heard what was spoken by the brothers, James and Jude, of Jesus. They changed their mind because they seen something that convinced them that Jesus, their brother, was the Messiah. We've heard the witness and the testimony of the disciples who become the apostles, who would not change their position on the resurrected Christ at the expense of their own life. They knew, they knew that this tent that we're in right now is not the dwelling that God has in mind for us. We are called to be in his eternal presence. 
This is his will for us to return and be with him. And the deposit that guarantees us that inheritance happens at that font. This is what God has assembled and put together for us. We need to be aware how all of it works. Because when things go a little bit askew in our own lives, then we know where we need to go with God so that he can fix it. Some assembly required. God has made all the parts. He's put them all together and he made this declaration. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. By grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing, but it is a gift of God. What a gift we have. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best heart in the day and the night. Sleeping, thy presence, my light.